Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to the Patty Pop Culture Podcast. Good morning. It is November 15th, 2021, a Monday. Unfortunately, I had <clears throat> a very, very eventful weekend. I don't know about you guys. It was wild, and I kind of have this love hate relationship with Monday. I like that I get to calm down again. You know, the weekend can be a little much for me. Being out and about, going out, doing a lot is a lot for me. So I like kind of like having an excuse to like stay in and just work. So, um, cause yeah, this weekend was a lot. So <laughs> I hope your guys' weekends were good. I hope you're ready for this Monday and everything. And yeah, there's a lot to talk about today. We all know Red, Taylor's version came out this weekend and Jake Gyllenhaal's life is over and he's been getting dragged on the internet. So we're going to talk about that. Britney Spears, oh my God, was freed from her conservatorship. What I feel like not enough people are talking about this. So we're going to talk about it at least. And um, we, I'm going to talk about Bella Hadid. She had like, not a mental breakdown on social media, but she showed her past mental breakdowns on social media and talked about her severe anxiety and depression. And she's never talked about it before. So we're going to get um, her take on everything about that. So welcome to the Petty Pop Culture Podcast. And let's get into it. Like ever. No! We are never Britney Spears is stronger than she's been before. She is no longer a slave for anyone because Britney Spears is finally free from her conservatorship after almost 14 years. I still can't believe that the free Britney movement did all that. It actually worked. For the longest time, I thought Britney really wouldn't ever be free because a lot of um, conservator lawyers and attorneys would talk about how it's really, really hard to end a conservatorship and how it's almost never, ever done. So I was, you know, feeling kind of dim on this situation, especially earlier this year. I feel like there wasn't a lot getting done. But ever since she got that new lawyer, it it has been moving so fast. And at a hearing on Friday at the Los Angeles Superior Court, Judge Brenna Penny said the conservatorship that has long overseen Britney Spears' life and finances for 14 years should be terminated effective today. So before I tell you Britney's reaction, I'm just going to recap her whole conservatorship for a second, just um, if you weren't sure of the details or how intense it really was. So she was put under a conservatorship in 2008 because she was hospitalized for drug use. Uh, she had a mental health breakdown and she was not in the right state of mind back then to handle her huge estate, which is like her money, all her assets, um, handle her own like medical care and things like that just because she had so much to lose. Basically, they put it under her to be safe. But unfortunately, at some point, at some point it became permanent because her dad suggested that it become permanent. Uh, Brittany later revealed that it was her mom who suggested it become permanent, but everyone was blaming the dad for the longest time. Brittany has since exposed the mom. So it's both of their faults. Um, it took away Brittany's rights to control her money, get married, have kids. They gave her intense medication that she did not need and she didn't tell her. They gave her like really intense medication after like she refused to do some dance sequence or something for a video. And then they started giving her, I forgot what the medication was, but basically something that would like slow her cognitive function so they could kind of just control her more. But since she was under the conservatorship, she didn't really have a say over that. That's not the craziest part though. 
Um, she had to give eight vials of blood a day, see m- many therapists and people to just evaluate her five times a week. She had an IUD in her that she didn't want. An IUD stops you from being able to get pregnant. Brittany always would talk about how she wanted another baby. On carpal karaoke, I remember her saying that's literally all she wants, um, but she wasn't allowed to do that. And they can make her work when she doesn't want to, which apparently they made her do for multiple years with her Vegas residency. Um, here's a clip of Brittany saying how horrible it was, just to refresh your memory. After I've lied and told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy, it's a lie. I thought I just maybe I said that enough. Maybe I might become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I am traumatized. I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I'm so angry. It's insane. And I'm depressed. It's been a long time since I've owned my money. And it's my wish and my dream for all of this to end. I'm great at what I do. And I allow these people to control what I do, ma'am. And it's enough. It makes no sense at all. Yeah, it's really heartbreaking hearing it come from Britney herself because we didn't know if those things were actually happening just because they sound so like insane and like you can't imagine them actually happening, but they really were. So that was when I feel like the Britney movement got a lot of traction. And when she got her new lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, he has made so much happen in the few months, including um, getting her more time in court, getting her dad suspended as her conservator. Um, he agreed to do that, apparently, but her lawyer was a big help in that he basically agreed to do so because he said it he thought it was best for her mental health but people think he was just trying to backtrack before his image was completely ruined and he knew one day the conservatorship would probably end and he would look really bad so i think he was trying to be on like the right side of history with that but i'm not buying it anyway um as of friday the conservatorship is finally over Brittany is just not under conservatorship. She doesn't have to answer to anyone. She's back to being an independent person. Like, it's so weird that she's kind of just back to being normal now, like we all are. Like, we really take that shit for granted, and I can only imagine how hard that was for her. It's weird that we even have to celebrate her, like, having her basic human rights back. Like, that's crazy to me. But yeah, Brittany has her basic human rights back. Um, Other things that... Exciting things that happened on Friday when Brittany was at the... Um, superior court the judge said there's no need for a capacity declaration they didn't even like mentally evaluate Brittany Uh, a lot of people were saying she should be mentally evaluated like she was throughout her conservatorship before it ends just to make sure she's mentally okay obviously she is though and Brittany said I don't need a mental evaluation the judge agreed with her so that was exciting her amazing lawyer Matthew Rosengard gave a big speech outside to a bunch of Brittany fans and he said as of today effective immediately the conservatorship has been terminated to both the person and the estate this is a monumental day for Britney Spears it was so funny it was like he was giving some like presidential address like signing the declaration of independence and then the crowd went wild it was so funny and britney herself let me go to her instagram i think she's only posted one thing since being freed but it was like really cute it was of her fans like basically like having a parade outside of the superior court and she said good god i love my fans so much i think we're gonna cry for the rest of the day best day ever praise the lord can i get an amen oh my god that is so exciting and so cute i can only imagine how exciting she is to finally like she said this was like literally ruining her life so to just finally have everything back all at once is amazing and then she just posted two selfies after that good for her i can't wait to see what's next for britney to be honest and for the first time in years and years and years what's next for britney is only up 
to Britney, bitch. Um, yeah, because all of something exciting is that all of her assets are being transferred right now to her account and her trust and everything like that. She's going to be in complete control of it. And the judge um, and the past conservator, she had like a temporary conservator after her dad was suspended. Is going to make a transition plan for all the assets to be um, sent over and like all of obviously she had to do so much in regards to the conservatorship so they're gonna like help Brittany end all of that and then like ease into like her new like independent life which is really exciting I literally cannot wait to see what she does next um, I'm gonna miss her dragging her family on Instagram but can't wait to see what she does next so Brittany's free I love her So Bella Hadid, who is one of the biggest supermodels of life, so many Vogue covers, she's in a famous family, she's in all the biggest campaigns, known for dating The Weeknd, high profile life. Um, she reminded us that everything is not what it seems and that under it all, she has really, really bad mental health and she's been struggling for a long time and she finally opened up about it on a very vulnerable Instagram post. So this post was about four days ago. I think she deleted it now, but it was a series of eight pictures of her in a row crying and they weren't all on the same day they were spread out you can tell she was always in bed when she was taking these photos because she was just always in bed just on different days like she would just be like her face would be in her pillows she would like have her blanket covering half of her face um she said this is really common for her and that about every day for the past year she has had breakdowns almost every single night she's never shared something like this personally but i feel like she has been like a little mental health advocate on social media before but this is her first time like sharing something just about herself um she decided to now just like raise again raise awareness for for mental health it's really really important and i think the bigger you are like the better example you are because everything can seem perfect on the outside but when you really do share that you struggle every single day it makes people feel so much better and so seen so here's what she actually said in the post it's kind of heartbreaking it's not very long it's like probably take me like a minute to read but it's really good so listen social media is not real for anyone struggling please remember that sometimes all you got to hear is that you're not alone so for me to you you're not alone i love you i see you and i hear you self-help and mental illness chemical imbalance is not linear and it is almost like a flowing roller coaster of obstacles. It has its ups and downs and sides to sides. But I want you to know there is always a light at the end of the tunnel, and the roller coaster always comes to a complete stop at some point. In parentheses, there is always room for it to start up again. But for me, it's always been nice to know that even if it's a few days, weeks, or months, it does get better to some extent, even for a moment. It took me a long time to get that in my mind, but I've had enough breakdowns and burnouts to know this. If you work hard enough on yourself, spending time alone to understand your traumas, triggers, joys, and routine, you will always be able to understand or learn more about your own pain and how to handle it, which is all that you can ask of yourself. Anyways, not sure why, but it feels harder and harder to not share my truth on here. Thank you for seeing me and thank you for listening. I love you. 
the way Bella said it's getting harder and harder for not to share, I think is something really important because while she did also mention like you should spend time alone to work on yourself and really figure out yourself um, and everything, how you think and your mental and everything like that. I think it's also equally as important to share and open up about your traumas and, you know, things that affect you to other people and someone that you feel safe talking to. It helps you um, understand yourself. It helps you to get an outside perspective and helps you to just alleviate a lot that was on your chest. It makes the problems more real, I feel like, when you say them out loud and it can that can be scary, but that's also the first step to like confronting them and really starting to work on them. Something about sharing it and starting to work on it really takes away the power of the demons that may be bothering you. So I think Bella's post was spot on and I'm so happy she shared it. I was inspired by reading that and I feel like every single person can relate to it, whether we're Bella Hadid or whether we're like just starting out in life and we're like 18 and like a nobody. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Everyone can relate to that. So I love Bella for posting that. And I feel like she's just been working so much these days. I see her in literally everything, every campaign, commercial, runaway event. And it's been like that for a while. So she's probably exhausted. I know that Kendall Jenner was saying she got really bad mental health the more busy she became as a model, which makes sense like i'm not trying to say like oh like what was them but when you're overworked like that like being a supermodel being super girl you know like hannah montana said isn't as easy as it seems um so yeah i just love that she she shared this it normalizes being open about your mental health which i think we all should i should do that one day um we all like to pretend like we have it together and that life is great and in real life, it's just really not what it seems on social media. So never forget that. I've been getting better at that. Just knowing social media isn't real. But I think what we can learn from this is that um, be more gentle to everyone around you because you never know what someone is going through. And I think we should just treat people with the softness that we want to be treated with. Yes, I think it's okay to be soft. So I think we should do that. So thank you to Bella and made me feel empowered. So I hope posting that made her feel empowered. And if you throw another stone, then I'd stay far away, far away. I just might pray. So Taylor Swift has finally released the red Taylor's version. Um, so exciting. I'm a Swifty. Everyone's apparently a Swifty now because the world is going literally crazy over it. I've not... I've not not heard Red Taylor's version for the past 24 hours walking around wherever I was. I swear it was on at the bars. It was on in the fucking hallway, in my apartment, in my room, in my bathroom. It's been on everywhere, every TV screen. So it's finally out. And it really is Sad Girl Fall because Red got re-released and Adele's about to release her album, which by the way, I'm going to talk, talk about tomorrow, her whole like sit down special. So come back tomorrow. Um, anyway, it's already breaking records. It was the most streamed female album in a day on Spotify ever. And for just an opening day, it had 90.5 million streams on its first day. I was a lot of those streams, to be honest. I was a lot of them. Um, It's projected to go number one, of course, with over half a million in sales in the first week. That's fucking crazy. She can re-release something. Like, we already know most of these songs. And she's still going number one and selling half a million copies. That's wild. 
But anyway, everyone is talking specifically about one song in there. Um, you may know which one it is. The All Too Well 10-minute version from The Vault. A lot of parentheses going on in the title. But um, it's because, well, first, it's one of her best written and just best songs of all time. I think one of the Beatles like called Taylor Swift the Beatles of her generation after they heard the 10-minute version because that song is that good. But the other reason is because it brutally comes for her ex, who she's been broken up with for like 11 years, keep in mind. It brutally came for her past ex, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, so much so that the whole world is, is, is expressing their new hatred for him and shitting on him all over again, just like they did 11 years ago. This time, twice as much because the song is twice as long. Um, so this song is like a really, really heartbreaking ballad about the story of Taylor and one of her exes, aka Jake Gyllenhaal, being madly in love, or so she thought. Then Taylor seeing their relationship slowly fall apart in the worst way possible um, because Jake was basically over time exposed. His true colors got exposed for being careless, toxic, just a horrible man. And she realized in the end that he never really loved her, even though what she gave him was real. And he just kind of took that for granted and never gave her something real back. Um, the song makes him look like a controlling, gaslighting fuck boy. And it makes him look terrible. So here's how we know for a fact that it's about him. First piece of evidence, Taylor says the line, and I left my scarf there at your sister's house and you've still got it in your drawer even now. So... We know this is about him because there's a photo of Taylor and Jake going to her sister's house for Thanksgiving. She has a scarf on. It's now an iconic, infamous scarf. And then she leaves, doesn't have the scarf on, never saw the scarf again. Andy Cohen actually asked, um, I think her name is Maddie Gyllenhaal? Maggie Gyllenhaal about it. And Maggie says it's possible Taylor left it there. So she probably just can't say for Jake's sake. But so that's one reason. Um, the next one is Taylor says the line that's actually really, really sad. Um, she said, you said if we had been closer in age, maybe it would have been fine. And that made me want to die. Jake was nine years older than her when this happened. And even worse, and another piece of evidence is the next line that's equally sad is she said, I've never been good at telling jokes, but the punchline goes, I'll get older, but your lovers stay my age. And now Jake Gyllenhaal who is a 40-year-old man, is dating a 25-year-old woman, which is even a bigger age gap than Taylor and Jake were. Obviously, that, you know, if Taylor didn't want to die before, she definitely did after hearing that. And then the last piece of evidence, and maybe the saddest, is that she reveals in the song that her dad told her that she says turning 21 should be fun. And that is because Jake Gyllenhaal ruined her 21st birthday because he promised to come to her 21st birthday with her family and all her friends. And he went out with his friends instead. And he never came. And that is the moment she knew their relationship was going to end. And they quickly broke up after that. They broke up at the end of December. And Taylor's birthday is December 13th. Taylor released a 15-minute short film that is just dedicated to All Too Well. It is the All Too Well short film. And Dylan O'Brien plays Jake Gyllenhaal. And Sadie Sink plays Taylor Swift. Young Taylor Swift, she does. Um, she is from Stranger Things. That's where you might know her from. Anyway, they play it and Dylan is like 10 years older than Sadie. So that's another hint, like the similar age gap. Both the film and the song make Jake Gyllenhaal seem like the worst man in America right now. Paul Rudd is the sexiest man alive right now. Jake Gyllenhaal is the most hated man alive right now. So 
that's where he is currently standing. It is not a good day to be him. He can't really leave his house right now. He can't open social media right now. He would literally be heckled if he left his house right now. That's how bad the image of him is in people's minds for ruining Taylor Swift's 21st birthday. Um, we haven't heard anything from Jake. Obviously, he's probably keeping a low profile for a while now due to the fact that he is public enemy number one. But here are the funniest and best tweets that the Swifties have been tweeting against Jake Gyllenhaal. The first one says, how I'm sleeping tonight knowing I'm not Jake Gyllenhaal's publicist and it's someone just peacefully sleeping up in the clouds, getting great rest, unlike Jake. Um, someone else said, what if you were Jake Gyllenhaal and you wanted to go to heaven, but God said, nah, remember when you missed Taylor Swift's 21st birthday? So true. Um, someone else said, if Taylor can write all too well after dating Jake Gyllenhaal for only three months, then I'm allowed to be as dramatic as I want. That's what I was thinking. I was like, honestly, I'm here for the dramatic empowerment. That's what I need. And Taylor's making it okay. Um, This is one of my favorites. Someone said, Jake Gyllenhaal, after knowing that Taylor Swift just directed a short film of All Too Well, the 10-minute version. It's a picture of someone like hiding under a table, screaming, crying, as if they're doing like an emergency drill at school where you hide under your desk, as if it's the end of the world. And finally, this one says, all of Jake Gyllenhaal's friends tomorrow after hearing the whole tenement version of All Too Well. And it's a meme of Pete Davidson saying, bro, I love you. I love you. Shit is catchy. Shit is very catchy. But you're going to have a rough eight months. I'm sorry. And that's very true. And, you know, I'm sorry to Jake Gyllenhaal, but maybe you should have had a better three-month relationship to Taylor Swift. And maybe, like the song goes, you should have been a better man. So sorry to Jake Gyllenhaal, but not sorry to Jake Gyllenhaal. And I'm so excited to hear what else comes out of the whole Red re-release era and every the world will be watching because everyone's obsessed. Alright, you guys, well, thank you for coming to the Petty Pop Culture Podcast. It's always so fun talking to you guys and spilling the tea. I love it. I know you guys love it. If you can, please rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts before you go or right after. It takes like five seconds. Just give it five stars. Maybe leave a little cute review. Like it on Spotify. It would really help me out. Um, have a great rest of your day. I'll see you tomorrow. We're going to talk about Adele tomorrow. So I will see you then. And thank you for coming. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.